You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, Episode 4. Today, we'll read the fourth chapter of Matthew together. In this chapter, Jesus is in the desert alone, is tempted by the devil, and calls the first four of his inner circle. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. about the elephant in the room. There are a lot of people who go to church for years and never crack their Bible unless they're sitting in a pew. A 2016 Lifeway research study found one in five Americans said that they had read the Bible all the way through at least once. However, more than half said they have read little or none of it. I don't understand I mean, we wouldn't think twice about having to read the user manual for our phone or our TV or computer or our new oven. Hmm, come to think of it, no one reads those manuals anymore. Gosh, I guess that says something about us right there, doesn't it? Has it really come to this, that we don't think we need any direction, that we can manage all by ourselves? My my point is that the Bible is one manual you don't want to ignore. It's your life manual. How are we going to know how we fit into God's plan if we don't read the manual? I really want to know Christ more and more because it's a sure bet I can't be like him if I don't know him. I hope that's true for you too. I'd like to share with you my 2020 scripture. The reference is Psalm 25, 4 and 5, and it says this, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. I recite that almost every morning before I start my reading for the day, just to remind myself why I'm doing it. I challenge you to ask God to give you a verse or two also. Let me know on the website or on Facebook or Instagram which verses he gave you and why. Okay, we got to get to our reading today. Here we go. Matthew chapter 4 Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. Then the tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. He answered, It is written, 
man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will give his angels orders concerning you, and they will support you with their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus told him, It is also written, Do not test the Lord your God. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, I will give you all these things if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus told him, Go away, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and angels came and began to serve him. When he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum, by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, along the road by the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who live in darkness have seen a great light, and for those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, preparing their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. Now Jesus began to go all over Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Then the news about him spread throughout Syria. So they brought to him all those who were afflicted, those suffering from various diseases and intense pains, the demon-possessed, the epileptics, and the paralytics, and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. I cannot read this chapter without thinking about Hebrews 4.15, here's what it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. It boggles my mind that Jesus, the Son of God, has been tempted in all ways like me. I mean, it's embarrassing to me. Because I know I have been tempted, and in too many cases succumb to those temptations, in ways that are wholly unsuitable for the God of the universe. Before time began, Jesus knew the role he would play in filling the gap between his perfect Father and his imperfect creatures. He must have looked forward, seen my sin, and added it to the list of temptations he would have to overcome so that I could be saved. Why, Jesus, why? And I know the answer before the words are out of my mouth. Because of love. He loves me 
with a love I cannot even fathom. It is beyond my comprehension. I am speechless and humbled, and that matchless, amazing grace applies to you, too. You all know what John 3.16 tells us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If we will only submit to his lordship, which is for our good, not for harm, we will live forever with him. But that's not the lordship that Satan has in mind here, is it? And he's so sneaky. You have to notice right off that he came to Jesus when he was tired and hungry. None of us is at our best when we are tired and or hungry, are we? But that is always when we are tempted to be our basest selves. I'm so glad that Jesus knew scripture in which to find strength, and I'm so glad he resisted that wily devil. He was much more interested in pleasing God and staying sinless than he was in power, wealth, and glory, as represented in these three temptations. It gives us encouragement to keep our eyes on the bigger prize, eternity with Jesus. All three of Jesus' quotes are from the book of Deuteronomy. That's the fifth book in the Old Testament. We'll be reading that together next year, but if you're tempted to read ahead, that's okay. This chapter also recounts the call of the first four of Jesus' special twelve, his inner circle. And just like the genealogy of Jesus, filled with common people just like you and me, Jesus' close followers belonged in that same category. Don't you just love that? I mean, it's jarring at first, especially as you get to know them. Uh, these guys, they were fishermen, coarse, rugged, foul-mouthed, not exactly what we conjure up when we think of the disciples. But in a very short time, it becomes a comfort. Again, if he can use them in such a mighty way, he can use me and you, if we will just submit to his lordship. I know there's a lot of struggle in that little word, just, but thank God he has said he will never leave us or forsake us in that struggle to just submit. Hmm, seems like a good time to pray. Jesus, thank you for your willingness to go head to head with the evil one on my behalf. Thank you for your willingness also to be tempted in all ways like me, like us. What an indescribable gift and something we absolutely cannot pull off on our own. Keep us close and compel us to always lean on you. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well.